exciting new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. Good Friday morning, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to Your Palace, Your Place. I'm your host, Sherry Marcucci. Uh, also, we're the head of marketing and public relations officer at our grand Palace Theater and right here in Waterbury, Connecticut. And I'm so happy to be here um, the first and third Friday mornings of each month, except for last month, I um, uh, two weeks ago, I actually was not able to be here because I had no voice. I could not speak. And oh my goodness, how you do a radio show if you can't speak? So, um, But I'm glad and happy to say it didn't blossom into what I was fearing and uh, did get my voice back to the chagrin uh, dismay of my family. <laughs> but anyway, here I am, and I'm so happy that you're all here with us, and I've got a great show lined up today, I have to say. But before I get into that, I just like want to talk about what's going on locally, what's on the calendar arts-wise. Um, we've got some great theater opening this weekend. Um, Seven Angels has um, their opening tonight of Beehive, the musical, which takes uh, you on a journey of 60s and 70s music from um, f the female perspective. So um, some great music that you're all probably familiar with. That's uh, opening tonight at Seven Angels. Then I know over at Landmark Community Theater, their show Cabaret also opens this weekend. And of course, a classic uh, a musical, a great musical. And I'm sure it will be a smash. It's directed by uh, Foster Evans Reese, I believe. And uh, so I know that he's done a lot of great work. I've seen some of his work. So that opens tonight um, at Landmark Community Theater over in Thomaston and runs for several weekends as well. And then, of course, at the Palace, we have a lot. We've got a busy March, um, not March, February coming up. I'm jumping ahead of the game here. But um, in uh, February, we have um, that wonderful show that we've actually had a few times and people can't get enough of it, and that is Rain, a tribute to the Beatles, which is a worldwide phenomena. Uh, it plays all over the world. Um, it's actually sometimes part of our, broad has been part of our Broadway series. It's a one-night performance, February 16th, and um, they're going to do a special, this this particular tour has a special um, nod in tribute to Sgt. Pepper, the album Sgt. Pepper, because this year is the 50th anniversary, oh my goodness, how could that possibly be? I must have, I don't know, how could that be? I must have been like, I don't know, not even born when that came out. No, I'm joking, but anyway. Then also in February, we have the concert version. Um, actually, it's March 3rd, not in February, but the concert version of Rock of Ages. Now, it's Rock it's Broadway's Rock of Ages, the concert. It's not the full musical that many of us have seen, loved. I've seen it three or four times. I love it. Um, we've had it at the Palace as the, uh, part of our Broadway series uh, when it was touring. And But this is the concert version. And what's cool about this is that it actually has in the cast or in the band uh, people who were in the, the actual 
actual show when it ran on Broadway. But the cooler part of this, for those who love the music of the uh, 80s, you know, the Journey fans and the, um, oh my God, I can't even think of the groups, but that time period, these gentlemen are still um, touring with those bands, and uh, so so you're getting the real McCoy. Not only were they on Broadway, but they they were they and they still are performing that music on tour. So so they interchange the cast, uh, the band cast moves in and out. But if you're of that rock period and you love that music, uh, you will want to come and see this show. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a real blast. And, you know, I just want to say that when we have a concert, last weekend, last Saturday night, we had Cool in the Gang. (laughs) They were phenomenal. People had such a good time. So, when if you love that kind of party atmosphere, if you love the concert feel, you know, these are the kinds of shows you don't want to miss, too. So, that's coming up on March 3rd, uh, Rock of Ages, the concert. And let's see, what else do I have on my list? Oh, just as a point of reference, some of you uh, were pro- are probably uh, David Byrne fans from Talking Heads. Talking Heads back in the 80s, 90s. Well, we have David Byrne coming to the Palace on March 9th, but don't get too excited and think, oh my God, I have to get tickets because, sorry, you're too late. We, the show, this was so interesting to us. The show went on a pre-sale on a Wednesday, sold a thousand tickets. Two days later on a Friday, it went on public sale and was sold out before the day was even over. That's 25... 20, almost 2,600 seats, folks. So um, if you love David Byrne, um, I hope you got your ticket. And if you didn't, uh, maybe next time. <laughs> so I, that was just, uh, that was quite a interesting uh, activity that happened that day. And so now I think I'm ready to talk to our first guest, which I am delighted to have him back as a guest, um, Robert Chinante, who is the, um, not even a year yet, right? Uh, it's been about eight months. Eight months, executive director of the Waterbury Symphony Orchestra. So welcome again to our, our Your Palace, Your Place uh, guest chair, Robert. Thank you, Sherry, for having me. Good morning. Good morning. It was kind of serendipitous. I ban- Bumped into him yesterday morning in Starbucks, uh, which is right next to the palace now, which we love. And uh, anyway, Robert and I said, oh, we started chatting. I said, what are you doing tomorrow morning? Maybe we can get you in. I have another fabulous guest already booked, but I can get you in for a few minutes and we can chat. So he was so gracious. And uh, so we're... First of all, though, I do want to, okay, so on Facebook this morning, for those of you who may um, follow me or the palace, you might have seen this, or Robert, um, <laughs> I, saw it. I posted a picture <laughs> with a little text and talked about who the guests were going to be this morning. And I, I dropped a little hint that I was going to reveal something about Robert this morning um, that I just actually learned. And I'm working on uh, three through the Arts and Culture Collaborative. I'm working on a project right now with uh, M. Douglas Bibby and her husband, David, and we're trying to put together um, an opportunity for uh, arts artisans, organizations, practitioners, and people who just love the arts of all persuasions to come together in March. 
and uh, we're, we're trying to do something a little out of the box, and uh, and so we are, and I'm not ready to tell you exactly what it is yet, but w- w- why I'm bringing this up is that Robert's <laughs> name came up in conversation, and I found out that from M. Douglas Bibby that Robert is not only the executive director and uh, of the Waterbury Symphony, and I'm sure a very talented, I know, very talented administrator, but he's also a performer and sings and apparently sings well enough to appear with the the um, Connecticut Classic I, I sang op- with the uh, Connecticut Summer Opera yeah. at their uh, October gala. I came out of retirement actually <laughs> out as of I retirement. said. <laughs> so um, you you must be actually quite good and we're trying to now coax him to see if perhaps we can get him interested in our event that's coming up and do a little something. So, But I, I did not know this so how do you studied opera? Uh, I studied, yeah, I did as a performer. Six years at the New England Conservatory in Boston, uh, bachelor's and master's in vocal performance. Oh, uh, so it was on that track, but decided along the way that the arts management track was really where I wanted to go. But I still find opportunities, you know, here and there to sing. And so when uh, Dr. Vincent DeLuise, who's also WSL cultural ambassador, ah. approached me and said, "Would you sing uh, the famous Libiamo drinking song from La Travi?" on our gala back in uh, October, I couldn't say no. Uh, well, I guess I can't say no now. Now you can't say no now. And, <laughs> but you know, what, you know what I find? That a lot of people who are in arts administration have some background as performers. And when you've been a performer... And when you have a real talent to share, that that's always a part of you. And that's a side of you, I think, that needs expression periodically. Sure. You- yeah, no, I've definitely. But, you know, it also, it, it really informs my work as an administrator. I can't imagine doing my job as the executive director of the Waterbury Symphony without this background that I gained, you know, in my training as a singer. Sure, sure, absolutely. It, it just gives a whole other level and depth to how you uh, Embrace your work and how you communicate the message of the importance of what it is that the Waterbury Symphony is doing for our greater... Waterbury and greater um, Connecticut community for that matter. So. Absolutely. But today we wanted to talk about, and I loved when I first met you back in, I guess, the early fall, I think. Yes, yeah, into the summer, early summer, fall, yeah. yeah. Um, you told me about this um, series you had developed, which I thought, how clever is this um, to bring the music out to people in, in a way? And that is your music in great spaces? Yep, you got it. Okay. Yeah. So talk a little, tell 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 the audience what that is all about. Sure. The idea with this series, and we did kick it off uh, not long after you and I spoke, is to take music beyond the concert hall into historically and architecturally significant spaces throughout the region. And we're we're really lucky that here in this part of Connecticut, we have so many to choose from. Uh, So we kicked off this series back in September at the Mark Twain House up in Hartford. Then we were at the Five Points Gallery in Torrington. Our next two are more in our backyard here. Uh, We're in Litchfield. It's St. Michael's Parish on Sunday, January 28th. Now, you've done some concerts there in the past, yes? Yes, last year. And it's it's sort of a continuation uh, of what we did last year. 
heroic music for brass and organ. Okay. So this is about eight brass players from the symphony, uh, a special guest organist, Stephen Scarlato from the Hart School, and a percussionist under the direction of Maestro Leif Bialen. And uh, they'll be presenting a real uh, wide array of, of repertoire that draws on, you know, pieces for this combination. Gabrielli, Telemann, you know, some really heroic uh, pieces for for brass and organ you know that's that's where we get this this title from you know what it's and there's no coincidences as my dear friend Joyce de Caesar always says but um, our other guest this morning actually when you two met in the yep. lobby she said oh she lives in Lynchville. I'm going to that concert. I cannot wait. So, you know, it's just very interesting how the world works and brings people, like-minded people. I together. always love running into people who yeah. tell me that. Yeah. And then we repeat that concert the following Sunday right here in Waterbury in the magnificent St. John's Church on the Green. And that's Sunday, February 4th at 3 p.m. And all this is on our, our website, you know, waterburysymphony.org. So. Wow. I was actually baptized in St. John's Church. Were you? Yeah. Wow. Used to be a member man, when my as a child. And uh, yeah, so St. John's is meaningful. I went to Brownies and Girl Scouts there for that matter. So yeah, but it is a beautiful, beautiful church. And for those who may be listening outside our area or listening on uh, streaming uh, on this morning, um, that beautiful stained glass window that just draws you in from afar when you see it, uh, that is just just the tip of the iceberg, if you will, of what a beautiful space that church is. Yeah, and it, I think it kind of plays into a collection of, of beautiful spaces in downtown Waterbury. I think that's one of the things that makes downtown Waterbury unique is the Absolutely. collection of... But, huh, let me ask you this. Now, clever on your part and your... your... Well, I can't take full credit. Okay, but... <laughs> this was developed before I got here. I, I have to carry it out. Okay, so, but very clever because any of the arts has to continuously be looking for new audiences, reaching beyond their boundaries, and yeah. you know to to take spaces that mean something to people and say we're going to flip this on its ear and use this as the backdrop for an art form. I think that's very clever marketing, actually, um, and as well as audience engagement um, to to bring, like I said, people who might not ordinarily come into your your home base in Waterbury at NVCC, but you know, when it's in their backyard, they may be, you know, much more open. And then they'll come to your other program. So I think it's genius when you when anybody does something like that. But how did you narrow it? Like, how did you choose the spaces? Well, the, these spaces were actually set before I... Before okay. I got here, for, you know, the Do season, you know the season was was planned. But you know, the 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 St. John's and St. Michael's. I mean, these are two churches that have uh, have a great tradition of, of hosting concerts. I know the Waterbury Chorale, for example, performs there quite often. And I think it's drawing on this sort of relationship between the the visual structural element and the performing musical element. And like you said, going into people's backyards, uh, you know, going into neighborhoods where people are, and and really, you know, the other thing that's nice about this we're really able to present a variety of repertoire. This is not the same repertoire that we would present on the stage of Naugatuck Valley's uh, Fine Arts Center. Okay. So it gives us an opportunity to try out, you know, different combinations and, and pieces that people otherwise might not have an opportunity to hear in more, for lack of a better term, chamber music settings. Yes, yeah. And I, I totally understand that. I 
mean, at the palace, we do uh, something similar where we use some of our other spaces besides our main stage for um, uh, art forms or, or entertainment that are... Um, more in need a more intimate space and uh, to you know our jazz series is an example that yeah. we do in our yeah, pro like yeah, club yeah, sure. so um, so I I think uh, you know it's great that you know you look at different ways to kind of uh, skin the cat isn't the right <laughs> phrase but <laughs> other ways to bring things to people in ways that they would want to uh, receive them sure and I think it it helps to create access and I think that's yes. a big part of Absolutely. what we're trying to do in this season, which, you know, as a reminder to your listeners, it's our 80th season as oh. an organization. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So what So what other um, things do you have up your sleeve, if you will, <laughs> uh, for this 80th season? I know, you know, other things have been planned. Sure. Well, as part of the Great Spaces series, we have one additional concert in a totally new venue that we have not performed in before. That's the Litchfield Distillery. <gasps> I love that. The Bourbon oh, and Bach, March oh. 24th. Oh, my goodness. Yep. that That's going to be quite... With uh, a guest percussionist, Doug Perry. Um, he's a he's based in Connecticut, really talented, specialized percussionist. Uh, and then we have two concerts left this season as part of our Naugatuck Valley uh, subscription series. We're bringing Grammy Award-winning pianist Garrick Olson here in March. Garrick has, has been with the symphony before and is definitely one of the most significant artists to perform here in our history. And that's uh, March 11th. And then April 22nd, we close off the season with what we're calling Force of Nature. And the focal point of that concert, which happens to fall on Earth, Birthday oh, is Stravinsky's Rite of Spring, which, ah. to the best of our knowledge, uh, has never been performed by the Waterbury Symphony. Oh, wow. That's yeah. very interesting. Well, so there'll be some, I'm sure, um, tie-ins with um, that performance, that title, and Earth Day. Absolutely. And, yeah, I know Kathleen, uh, your marketing guru there, yep. is, I'm sure, uh, coming up with uh, some great ideas for that. She always comes up with very creative. She's great. She's great. Well, I, I just, you know, as I said, I love having you as a guest. And I appreciate you, you having you know. me on. Um, well, I have one question for you. Okay, okay. I might have an answer for you. And then we'll tell you. people how to get tickets and whatnot. Sure. But you've been here eight months now, right? Yeah. Give me something that stands out for you in your experience here, whether it's through your work, um, your, you know, your, your kind of concept of this area, this city, something sure. that you know, speaks to you. I hope I'm way. not repeating something I've said before. Well, I have said it. I don't know if I've said it to you, but it's something that continuously stands out to me, and that's the great sense of community in this region. Yeah. And actually, running into your guest before was a was a reminder of that. She talked about growing up in Waterbury yes. and being in Litchfield now, and all, all the organizations that she had been a part of, including the symphony, and how here it is now. She's kind of coming back to the symphony as a patron, and yes. so I think it's just the the sense of community and the dedication of, of that community here in this this region of Connecticut. There's definitely a connectedness that continues throughout I think our lifetimes if you're from here in, in some way shape or form or have been you know a part of this community. It's yeah, I feel very much at home. Here. Yeah well we love having you Robert <laughs> and and so this is Robert Chinante executive director of the Waterbury Symphony and how can people you know get tickets to any of the um, 
the performances that you've just been uh, describing? Sure. You can always purchase tickets online at waterburysymphony.org or call our office, uh, 203-574-4283. And we also love having visitors. If you want to stop by, we're at 160 Robin Street. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. I wish you much success with your upcoming uh, series, and I hope to see you again real soon. Thank you, Sherry, for having me on this morning. All right. Thank you for all that you do. Oh, and we're going to take a quick break, and then I am going to be bringing into our guest chair not only a, a new guest, but we're introducing a new segment with today's show called Second Act. So stay tuned. Entertaining new possibilities. And we're back with Your Palace, Your Place. I'm your host, Sherry Marcucci, and I am thrilled to be here this morning with a wonderful guest that I'll introduce in one moment. I just want to remind you, though, that if you're out and about um, looking for places to dine, whether it's before a show, if you're going to some of the shows I mentioned at the top of our show, uh, if you're going to be uh, patrons this weekend, certainly I hope you'll look to our website. Uh, under our dining tab to find out about our entrees and encores restaurant partners. Um, Some of the finest dining you will ever have, no matter where you go. Um, But also, even if you're not going to a show and you just want a great night out, um, we boast some of the best restaurants. Diorio, La Tavola, Malte, Palace Bar and Grill. And we even have uh, Vasi's and Verdi. We even have a new partner who's not even in Waterbury. It's the station in Naugatuck, which is a great casual kind of um, uh, pubby uh, type atmosphere. They're just joining, um, just joined our Entrees and Encores program. So I want to welcome them and uh, encourage all of you, if you're looking for great places to dine, go onto our website or simply type in entreesandencores.com and you'll you'll find the restaurants. Now, it is my great pleasure to introduce Nancy Palmento Schuler to our program this morning. Welcome, Nancy. Hey, Sherry. Thank you. Oh. I'm so happy to be here. Well, I, you know, Nancy and I met back in uh, November or October? October at the Mattatech Museum. Exactly. And it was the opening reception for the costume exhibit for Phantom of the Opera. Wasn't Nancy, that great? It was, oh, it was, it was fantastic. But Nancy, you were a guest there, and I was just, I was so drawn to you. And now as I'm getting to know you a little bit better, I can understand why. Um, we have a lot of things that we share, where I seem to share a passion for. But I invited you, and then of course, things, there was Nancy's busy career and whatnot that um, we kept <laughs> rescheduling. But Nancy, you are the inaugural guest for this new segment I've dubbed Second Act. And I thought, well, I represent, and this show represents the Palace Theater. So Second Act was a great, um, I thought, title, apropos of what we do. And that is we try to share information about many things, of course, about our theater, uh, other arts and culture uh, that's going on in the region and in Connecticut, but also lifestyle information, what's trending. Um, So we try to, you know, be a place your palace, your place to come to for many things. So 
I wanted to have you on as a guest for this new segment, Second Act, because you fascinate me. You, and for as you're listening, you're going, well, Sherry, get to the point. Why is that? Well, Nancy, as I met her in November, tells me that she is a playwright, an actor, and... This is something new that she has embraced in after having a whole other life and career uh, in another field. And, and, and now, and she'd never acted before, never written a play before, and now she's doing these things. And I thought, isn't this what life is about? That after we get to a certain stage in our lives, we get to play in a new fields that we've never exactly. played in before. So, Nancy, I, I don't know where to start with you, because <laughs> like I said, I'm fascinated by you. But how did you, you were a personal trainer? Right, yeah. First of all, though, I want to say thank you so much for having me uh, on the first of your new show. I think it's brilliant, and I am such a fan of... Um, <laughs> Aging. (laughs) And aging well. Uh, Well, yeah. I mean, that's what my whole uh, thrust is now in my writing, is to tell the stories of mostly women Mm -hmm. who are aging and what it's like. So, okay. So how did this even, this, how did this germinate for you? How did this journey start for you? Well, you know, it's funny, uh, Sherry. When I was a young girl growing up in Waterbury, my girlfriend and I, Susan, we would write little novellas. Oh, And little plays that we would put on in her backyard. I think it's because we couldn't um, maybe find the books that we were interested in about love. And dating, so we wrote our own stories. So, uh, and I've been writing only for myself for my entire life. Um, um, I have a journal of a travel journal that I have been writing since 1975. It's over 600 pages now. So that you know, it's on my coffee table. People come in and read it. But that's not how it really started. And I know you when I just when I had just met you, you had just come back from was it. Europe, Italy. Yes, yeah. We travel a lot. Yes. My husband and I travel a lot. Uh, But it's so funny. I was at Ollie. And Which Ollie, is unbelievable. Let, let me inform those Please. who might not know if you're listening. Ollie is a fantastic program for people 50 plus, 50, 50 plus. 50. It, it's an acronym that stands for the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute. And we have the only one in Connecticut right at Waterbury, uh, Yukon, Yukon Waterbury, I should say. And it offers a magnitude of fascinating classes that you can take by people who are knowledgeable on a subject and you learn for the pleasure of learning. Exactly. It's it's opened up doors for me and I think for so many people uh, who are retired now in Waterbury, mm-hmm. you don't have to be retired to take advantage of it, but it's, it's fabulous. But I took a class there and on Friday afternoons they have something called Ali Cafe. Mm-hmm. You bring your lunch and a presenter will, will present a 30 or a one hour uh, presentation. So I was there when Shakespearean's Productions one from of our, Waterbury. One of our partners yes. and we love them. Uh, Emily Matina, yes. who is the director, um, she and Jake uh, had a presentation. They were 
going to put on a production that highlighted the neighborhoods in Waterbury. Mm-hmm. And she, I think they even rehearsed at the palace or did something. Yes, oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, we did. Yes. And uh, she wanted, she suggested if we had stories uh, about Waterbury that we could come to a meeting and maybe work with a, a high school student or a middle school student and write our stories and then Shakespeareans would uh, present them. So, oh my God, it was like electricity went through my oh, body. Wow. Um, wow. My, both my parents, uh, my father was born in Waterbury and loved Waterbury and they both told me stories, stories, stories about growing up in Waterbury in the neighborhoods and I thought, this is the opportunity for me to tell some of their stories. So I went to the first meeting and um, worked with a student, uh, talked a little bit, but then my husband and I were leaving for India, as it turned out, and I, I couldn't go to you the are next well two traveled, meetings. Nancy. We are, but I went home and I decided I had a story, so I immediately emailed uh, Jacob at Shakespeareans with my story about my Italian grandmother. She was an immigrant immigrant from Italy. And she was the very first woman in Waterbury to graduate from naturalization school in the 1920s. Oh, wow. um, so I wrote the story. That is fascinating. I emailed it. I came back from my vacation and uh, Jacob said, we love your story and we'd like to have an actress do it. And I said, an actress play my grandmother? <laughs> I don't think so. So I, uh, I'm very good with accents, and I was able to do her Neapolitan accent, so I did it for uh, Emily, Matina, and Jacob, and they liked it. And so it had legs. So I performed it in all of their neighborhood uh, productions. And So you pulled out of that back in the in your childhood where right. your, your performance. So you really have been an actress, but you hadn't really had a stage before, other than your own of your own making. I just love the way you you verbalize that. Yes, that is a great way to put it because I am an actress all the time. I mean, um, I love to I think talk. You're born, when you're an actor, you're born an exactly. actor. Exactly. There yes. you go. Yeah. So um, people, I had people liked it. So I mailed it in. The New York Public Library was looking for new playwrights for 2017 short plays, monologues, short plays. I sent it. Ed and I were on another vacation, and I open up my laptop, and <clears throat> excuse me, there is something from the New York Public Library. They loved my work and asked me to perform it in New York. Oh my God! I, this I'm getting chills. Be, yes, because this is this is what it's about. Don't sit back and say. Uh, what's in what's in front of me? There's nothing to look forward to. You know, we've got to let that bubble up and um, and just come out of us. There's so much that we can give to the world and for our own well-being. Well, I did perform it then in New York. It was well re- received, and I thought, you know. This could have legs. I submitted it to another theater. Okay. They accepted it in New York, off-Broadway. And I decided I needed to expand it, so I wrote two more stories to go with it. One, of course, is my grandmother. The second one 
is a black woman I met in Waterbury and how she moved from North Carolina to Waterbury. Moving north. Moving north. Okay. And the third one is a combination of a lot of women that uh, I met as I was a personal trainer. And I wrote their story and I started, I took it on the road. Oh, I love this. And libraries in uh, Connecticut, community centers have been embracing Booking it. me. Yeah. And um, so it, it's great. I'm having so much fun with it. I bet I bet you you are. Excuse and me. You know what? I know that we want to take a quick break and then we are going to come back because that's not all you've been doing with the acting and I want to talk about that. So stay tuned. You must be as fascinated as I am. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. And we're back. I'm Sherry Marcucci, your host of Your Palace, Your Place. And I'm here with Nancy Palmento Schuler, who is a native of Waterbury, lives in Litchfield now. And she is our premier guest, our first guest for our new segment called Second Act. And Nancy's been just I, uh, fascinating me, and I hope you as well, with her story of how she um, has developed this whole new career as a playwright and an actor, previously had been a personal trainer and traveled the world with her husband and still continues to do that. But, but Nancy was telling us how that all came to be and how uh, this journey has started. And so she's written plays, producing them, acting in them. And so now the natural next progression is you started to take some acting classes. <laughs> you probably can teach them, but uh, you, well, in I'm New going York. To. <laughs> uh, actually, I have started taking classes. I um, took stage acting at the Herbert Berghoff uh, studio. Oh, sure. HB Studios, HB. yes. But now I'm at the Barrow Group and I'm taking film. Oh. Which is very, very different from stage. You know, I've done a few plays now for Shakespeareans and other people. And um, when you're on the stage, you have to know all your lines. You have to know it before it starts. Yeah. But film is so different. I did a television segment. I did some commercials. And you only have to know a few lines. And you can look at the paper. And they cut. It's it's very different. And for the, this, because we're in a medium where you can't see Nancy, I have to tell you, the thing that first drew me just, I was fascinated by Nancy because she is a gorgeous woman. She's so pretty. And, oh, no, you are. And um, so just, you know... And so I, I'm not going to be surprised. Well, I know that you actually have done some commercials that are appearing in Connecticut. That are playing in Connecticut now. So right, um, right. But what I'm most excited about is that I decided I really like uh, the play form. I like stage. So I wrote three short plays, not monologues that okay. I do, uh, about aging. First one is, there's there's short one act, 10 minutes each. The first one is about uh, a woman who's been married for 45 years and is thinking about leaving her husband. Mm. Uh, it's, it's bittersweet. The second is a very funny play about uh, two people in their 80s who are dating and met online, and it's, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> and the that. third one is a little bit more serious, a woman in her 90s who maybe is losing some of her filters. Um, and her social worker would like her to go to a retirement community. And, and it's um, it's bittersweet oh, also. Oh, wow. So, that, you know, yeah. Nancy, that resonates for so many of us, what you, you know, that are grappling with either those issues with a parent or perhaps a mate. 
or our own circumstances, all those scenarios you just outlined with your place, yeah. you are so, you have your your finger, uh, you must be so intuitive to have your finger so on on the pulse of of what it means to be a 50 plus person in our society today today well you know sherry as a personal trainer for 30 years uh, i trained women mostly women and some of them started when they were a little young with me maybe middle age and i worked with these women two or three hours every week all year long for 10 20 years and when you are with someone on a one on one basis like that, you learn a lot. I'm sure. And I learned so much from these women about aging. Some of my clients were in their 90s. So much about aging, about issues, uh, funny stories. Um, it's like being a bartender or hairdresser. Exactly. Yes. It and, is exactly like that. Yes. Yes. And, and you do develop those relationships and things you say to them you wouldn't say perhaps to anyone else. Exactly. And, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing that you mentioned that we've actually on this show have had people on to talk about wellness and aging. And when you talk about being having been a personal trainer, I've just embraced that, um, not as a personal trainer, but moving um, in the last year, I had been a dancer in my youth, and I. Oh, but as I, you know, got busy, and I was just not taking care of my body at all, and um, I said, you know, this has got to stop because some very basic things were becoming challenging, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not old enough for this, so um, I said I need to do something about it, and and. So we're talking today with you about things that, you know, to embrace, you know, the other side of our creativity. Maybe you were a bean counter in your professional life. and But there's a whole other side of you that's just dying to come out. or right. But also to take care of yourself through this process, because it's only going to enhance your ability to engage and enjoy the life you've been given. Exactly. You know, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. That's and I so think true. that not only applies to your body. Body, but to your mind. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important to keep your mind going. And they, I understand in so many studies now, um, they really think there's no cure for Alzheimer's, but something that does help is exercise. Yes. You know, it opens up all those those yes. blood vessels absolutely. and it keeps things moving, that plaque moving. So and even I'm keeping the sequencing of um, routines or yes. whatever. Yeah. And, and right the social left. life of, yes. of exercise. Yes. Um, one thing I don't want to forget to talk about is that I am going to be teaching yes. a class at Ollie. Um, it is a part of Shakespeare's productions um it's the class is twofold uh 10 weeks of writing. I'm not going to be too involved in that. Linda Gordon, who's a retired uh, public school teacher, is going to help people to, uh, or guide them, I should say, to write monologues or stories about a person in Waterbury or a neighborhood or something they want to talk about, or a poem, or Mm -hmm. something that they would like to see in a performance. And then they'll come to me for eight weeks, and I will guide them through the acting process and help them to turn it into a performance. It and sounds like we have someone calling in. Johnny, tell me a little bit about great. this. Um, uh, and that's going to be at Ollie, and that's a fan, starting in February. A fan, calling a fan call? Oh, great. Oh, really? Okay. A fan? 
there we okay. go. Okay. Um, we we have just about six minutes left, um, so we do want to um, talk to the person who's called in, and um, hopefully we can have a great conversation before we wrap up. Hi, caller. Hello. I wanted to say that a few months ago, I think your guest performed at the Silas Brunson Library. Oh, yes, yes, I did. I was there with uh, my sister-in-law. I'm from Naugatuck, and there were some other people there from Naugatuck. But the performance, I it, it was it couldn't be any better if you were in Broadway or whatever. She did a tremendous oh, job. Oh, thank I was, you. Uh, mesmerized through the whole thing. She, and I do remember you. I know we talked after the performance, and you told me you were from Naugatuck. Yes. Well, I don't know if you remember me, but I certainly do remember you. Oh, well, how lovely. Thank you. I, with your husband, too, but I, but you were outstanding, uh, excellent. I don't know. I can't think of all the wonderful adjectives. Well, you, you had a, quite was, a few. Thank was you. Fair, I was, there was a fair, fair crowd there, but I thought how the people, this was a, something that was free, and I thought, oh, how many people missed out oh. on an outstanding afternoon. Well, I will be performing in Southbury. Um, that, that is coming up. So at the Southbury Public Library, um, if anyone would like to see Are it there. Are you going to do the same? I am going to be doing the same there, yes. And I'd love to see it again. Well, thank you. It <laughs> was that special. That's a great that endorsement. I just... Uh, when I, I didn't I missed out on the beginning of Sherry's program and then I thought this sounds just like the lady that I was oh. you know watching at Silas. Well, we thank you I just so much. Compelled thank to you. tell you how wonderful you were. Well, I told you that day, but I'm oh. repeating it because it's so true. Well, thank you for your well, you call. We only have six minutes, so uh. I'll be looking forward to seeing where you are and. Southbury, and if at all possible, I will be getting. And I'll look for you row. there. Yes. All right. And we thank you for calling in. We have just about three minutes left to wrap up our show, Nancy. I knew that I, this was going to happen with you because I have so many more things I would love to talk to you about. You have your um, Ollie classes um, that people can um, come to. You have some upcoming performances. How can people reach out to you, or is there a way well, to um, know about what you're doing? Well, the only thing I can doing? say is. Is my um, Ali? Uh, no, no. Through uh, my email address, okay. I, I welcome that. And it's my last name, my first name. It's Schuler Nancy at Yahoo dot com. Um, and now, so I will be at the Pequot Museum on March eighth, and the Southbury. Um, Library on March 22nd. So doing that, and then I will be in New York over. Um, St. Patrick's Day, because I wrote a new piece about growing up Irish. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, they, right. Yeah, I'm at the Manhattan Repertory Theater oh at St. Patrick's Day. Well, I think that we have been blessed to have you here today, because this is the budding of a, a new, important voice in American theater. And, Nancy, I, it's been my honor to have you here today. Sherry, Thank you so I much. I am honored that you invited me, and I hope that we can continue this, and I would love to be part of your series in some other way. Uh, any right. time at all. All right. Yeah. Well, you can count on that, Nancy. Thank you. And that was Nancy Palmento Schuler, um, our inaugural guest on uh, the new segment on your Palisher Place, Second Act. So if you have a second act you want to talk about, please be in touch with me at the Palace Theater. And I would encourage you to call the Palace Theater or go to our website, uh, palacetheaterct.org, or our box office will open in about two minutes, 203 346 
if you're interested in seeing what we have for the rest of our exciting season. And oh, by the way, I was in New York last week to talk about some shows for next season. So we're already at, at that place and what will be a part of our Broadway series next year. I want to thank you, as always, for listening. I hope that this weekend you'll do something you love that's involving the arts with someone you love. Stay tuned for our local news and then Steve Manson coming up next. Thank you and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. Waterbury Palace, your palace, your place. Waterbury Palace Theater, your palace, your place.